A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Angelina Gray has had an impressive 18-year career in radio and music TV in an industry where roles are few and far between and despite multiple radio stations she's been on shutting down, Angelina is a formidable talent that's lasted the distance. Currently the day show host on Radio Hodaki, a mum and Reiki master. Angelina went through a breakup at 29 which shook her world up a lot but she came out the other side thriving. Angelina's story is super relatable. I know you're going to get heaps from this. She teaches us about knowing your worth, epic dating tips, navigating man spinning, and we talk about Saturn Return. We're so lucky to have Angelina on the Self Love Club podcast. Angelina, thank you so much for coming to hang out on the Self Love Club today. Thanks for having me, Belle. Oh, this is ace. I know. I've been so excited to have you on and can, like it's been in the works for a wee while. Can I make a point and just say I think you're doing such a good job Aww, and your episodes you. are amazing. Oh, I've learned so much stuff from some amazing people. Oh, so Thank you so much. It's really nice of you and thank you so much for being on because I know from me knowing you and becoming friends with you, I know that a lot of people are going to learn heaps from you as well. Okay. Auntie okay. Angie over here <laughs> at your service. <laughs> All right. Now take us through, uh, tell us about yourself, like what you do. Obviously, you've had an epic career, so talk us through everything and what you do. Ooh, okay, so I, um, very much like you, Belle, get to do my favourite job, which is talking smack on the radio. Actually, not smack. That's uh, <laughs> I talk a lot of um, stuff that makes sense. And I play my favourite We're tunes. highbrow, aren't we? Totally highbrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get to play all my favourite songs on a station called Radio Hauraki. So uh, I'm at a, a studio just to... A, Stones throw away from yeah. where you are. You guys are rad. We love Hodaki. Oh, such thanks, a, man. Such a cool place. Cool music. Such nice people that work there. You guys are I hang bad. out with heaps of dudes. I'm pretty much the only girl there apart from uh, the weekend gals, Georgia and, well, on air, that is, Georgia yeah. and, and, and Mel on air. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I so, fight my way through the testosterone. Good on you. That's like, you know, it takes a strong gal to do that. Although they're really Thanks. nice guys as well, which is epic as well. Yeah. Helps. I totally feel that, I don't know, if, if I was in, in trouble or something, I'd be like, hey, help. And, the, you know, they'd be there in a second. Heaps of big brothers. Now take us back to, so like, how did you get into radio? How did everything start for you? Take us back to when you are at school and stuff. Like, what did you decide to do? Um, I went not okay, so let me think. I was, it was either musical radio, like getting into musical radio. So I played piano and I sang not that well, but you know, I got there, play guitar and all that kind of thing. Um, and did you do that thing when you taped yourself on a cassette tape pretending to be a radio station? Yeah. Yeah. So have you got those tapes still? I don't know if we do. I remember finding one years later and it was so funny because like, 
in the background you could hear my dad telling me off for telling my brother what to say in the voice breaks, <laughs> <laughs> being like bossing, controlling. <laughs> I totally did that when I was about 10. I started a station called Cool Cats Radio Station with That's my best friend. That's so cool. And I've still got the tapes. I'm too scared to listen to them. But that would be cute though. I remember my friend's mum found them when she was having a couple of wines and started listening to them one day and we didn't know and she was in the floor flipping laughing she thought it was the funniest thing ever oh um, i just wish sometimes side note i sometimes wish that i could hear my voice when i was a little kid to oh, see what it yeah. sounds like because i can't remember that's so funny Everyone, i sometimes think about that i'm like i wonder what i sounded like more high-pitched surely <laughs> i don't know surely probably not like voiceover artist quality but <laughs> yeah um so i used to do that all the time yeah um and i remember seeing you know what's real funny i remember seeing because I was obsessed with RTR Countdown as well. So for yeah. those of you who are a little bit too young to remember, Saturday nights there was Ready to Roll and it was like the countdown of the week or the top 20 or whatever. Yeah. Then you had RTR Sounds in the Morning hosted by Robbie Rackety. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah, kind had, of, yeah. He had long hair. Side note, he cut my hair once because he also used to be a hairdresser. Um, That's pretty cool. Weird, eh? Yeah. But I remember seeing him thinking he's got the coolest job in the world and I want that job. So... I either wanted to be a rock star, a music TV presenter, or a radio host. And then at school, they're like, right, now you're off to, you know, it's, it's your last year at school. You, what, what do you want to do? And I said, be a rock star. And they laughed and said, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need a plan B. So I said, okay, uh, radio host, uh, you need another plan. And I went, uh, music TV presenter. Oh, no. None of them were really good enough for the teachers. They all thought I was destined to fail. But I um, – So mean. No, I you just showed them though, girlfriend. Bloody well showed them, all right. I <laughs> I discovered a course that kind of yeah encapsulated most things that I wanted. That was journalism, TV, radio, PR, and that was a Bachelor of Communications at AUT. So I didn't get in first year, um, but I just cross credited. I went to Auckland Uni, did a BA in like uh, musicology, film and media, English and women's studies. Funny cool. enough. Um, Cross-credited and got into communications. Yay. And so you did that degree? Yes. Mm. And then after you, you major in your final year, so I was told that, I mean, hey, radio is a really small major. Not many people are there. So, again, I had to have a plan B. I'm like, you don't get it. Radio is my plan B. Music's my plan A. Um, <laughs> managed to get in there. Had some really cool tutors and um, – and then I had to do my internship. So what did you do? Broadcasting school? Yeah, I went to, so I went to broadcasting school in Christchurch and I was quite lucky. Um, my internship was actually on a really high performing breakfast show. Oh, So I went straight to breakfast when I was 19. Shit, where was that? In Manawatu with like, I know it's palmy, but it's but still though. A, bit of a bit of a radio legend. Mike West was there. So it was like a really good opportunity. So I went there and I was on Brecky at 19. At 19? Yeah. So how long, when did you do your um, well, I went to broadcasting school straight out of school. Okay. So I was like right. 18, 19, and then at the end of that year I started. And then okay. I was there for, yeah, for, I've, yeah there for four years, yeah. That was it my internship. Like you're a pro. But no, I did other stuff as well. Like that was my job, but then there was like, you know how radio works. Sometimes there's like a restructure and two people are losing their jobs. You now do their job as well. So like oh, I, yes, yes, so I had one of those jobs where I was doing the work of like three people for quite a few years. And for no money because oh, you're, yeah. you're the new kid. Uh, so. Are they even paying me? Like, I know. <laughs> maybe like oh. you get some promo food or something. And then it's that thing of everybody wants your job. So you keep, what, yeah, what else yeah. are you going to do? That's it. And that's, been, that's the fear that gets brought Like, oh, well, I remember one time, like I never spoke back or did anything. I just got on and did it because I really wanted it. And I, you know, it's a good girl mentality. Yeah. And and there was like something my boss had asked me to do 
and I didn't really want to do it because I just didn't agree with it. And he was like, well, like basically told me to F off. If you're not going to do it, I'll just get someone else to do it. So I was like, that was the one time I, and I was just like, okay, then I'm going to have to do all, everything they want me to do all the time. Damn it. I, yeah, I remember getting told by a female boss once, like, of here are your options of this job because we're restructuring. And I was going, <laughs> I, I don't really like that idea. Well, you know what? No jobs in radio. What else are you going to do? So uh, pretty much got, got to <laughs> yeah. put up and shut up. So, yeah, if you think radio is real glamorous, guys, yeah, it's epic and cool, but not all the time. There was a time in another job <laughs> that I got told that they couldn't understand. They said, you're really good on air. I don't get it, though, like off air. You're quite introverted and quiet, and you don't like get your tits out like the other girls do. Why don't Why don't you do that? I'm going. <clears throat> there are various reasons why I don't do that, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to show you, and I'm not going to tell you why. What? That's so weird. Uh, oh, yeah, that was many years ago. It's luckily. like you're, this is how you're supposed to behave. It's like I don't want to behave like it's that. Not, I'm not. I'm not getting my tits out. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm here to work in radio. I wasn't like that. wasn't I wasn't aware that was going to be part of my requirements. It's about the music, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you, where was I? Your internship. Um, so where did you oh, go? Yeah. yeah. So I was lucky enough to get. Um. Uh. I'd been taken through a different, a few different radio stations, just through people I knew, and I discovered. Well, my favorite radio station that I loved the music of was a channel called Channel Z, which you might remember. That yeah, I, I grew up in Wellington, so like that was so cool when we were kids. We loved so it. And then so, it just disappeared and we were like, what? Where's it going? I know. So uh, it started in Wellington. Then it got uh, networked through three Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch. And I said to my um, tutor, look, I want to do Channel Z. Like that's where I want to go. And I got told, dream on because every single person coming out of broadcasting school in the country wants to go there. They don't take interns. You um, you won't get a place. So I've worked out there's a theme in my life that if someone says to me, dream on, it's not going to happen. I go, well, I've bloody well show you it will happen <laughs> um and so somehow I just started hanging out there for free and then they asked if I wanted to do my internship there tutor was like gobsmacked going oh my god what have you done um and so thank you to Lauren Whitney and David Riddler and James <laughs> Coleman I started hanging out on the drive show which was the James Coleman drive show back then um and so this is you can see how long ago this was it was when um I think my first day uh, I got there and I was told to man the phones um, and just answer the phones and yeah. talk to people. And it was the day of the um, Twin Towers bombing. 9-11. And do you know what it really showed me is how powerful radio is because there were so many scared people calling up going, is there going to be World War Three? Are we going to die? Are we going to be safe? What's happening in New Zealand? Like these frantic people. And that was kind of my first mm. introduction properly of, of just how powerful a medium mm. it is just – I don't know. They want answers and they're calling flipping Channel Z. Like we play Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and yeah. Skater Rock. It does, it, yeah, it does show you how powerful radio is, especially in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of, um, I don't know, it's like people see you as, as an authority sort of, mm. which, um, yeah. So that's how long ago Whereas that was. Whereas behind the scenes you're just mucking around and like, like being silly. Well, it's just my first day as an intern, man. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to give life advice. and Oh, uh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, so I did my internship there. They asked if I wanted a job over the summer on air, which was That's amazing. So epic, yeah. Because I, like back then, that was a real punt because I was a punish on air. I, I don't think I was any good at all. Um, and yeah, so I pretty much stuck around there and worked for free to begin with. Then I'd just help out wherever I could on reception, doing all the crap jobs. They'd go off to the music awards, and I'd be stuck in the studio paneling and. <laughs> um, all the intern things. Producing uh, Lee Hart, who I now work with, he had a, some kind of weird kind of 
ACC Moon TV type role at Channel Z. So I started up producing for him as cool. well. And oh yeah, it's. Uh, so you managed yeah. to like? Did they manage to keep you on like working there? So it wasn't just a quick internship sort of situation. I stuck around, and it was funny because I got made redundant a couple of times because it was that thing of, uh, you know, first people on. Well, look, the last people on are the first people to leave kind of yeah. thing. So I had a bit of that, but I just was determined and I kept hanging around till the boss went, oh, my God, we actually need to get your job here, don't we? I said, yeah. Oh, yes, you do. Like, so, I'm not leaving. And I did promos. Um, and then finally I got a new boss and he uh, put me on nights. So I was the night show Yay. host with another girl, which was really rare at the time, and she became my best mate. So That's so cool. We We were on until... The station sadly died, Aww. as um, many stations it do. It was so cool that brand. Like, it's a really, it's a hard it was, brand commercially. I think. I think it was because it was quite niche. Yeah, it's it was, hard for a while. It, um, it rode a, it rode a really amazing wave, but we had just a lot of different bosses. Um, I don't know exactly the demise, but maybe sales. I, I don't know. They're a hard sort of format to like commercialize. They Which, can be, yeah. But then, if you talk to people now, like I'll have listeners saying. That was the best station, like, yeah, ever. It was, it was so a cool, yeah. massive cult following and people still talk about it in real glowing oh, yeah. terms now. So, um, and that introduced me to a world of, um, oh, my God, just, it was, we lived La Vida Loca. The bands, the parties, the um, <laughs> activities on air, the interviews, like, wow. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was a, I started off in my dream job and I've ended up in my dream job. Yeah. So, so what sort of interview highlights have there been along the way, oh, do you oh, think? God, and that's a hard one, like. It People is always ask me that. They'll be like, "Who did you? Who did you interview? That was amazing." There was one I remember on a bed in a hotel room with the guys from Incubus. Oh my god! Cool. Um, uh, who else? <laughs> uh, but I feel like I'll be showing my age with some of them. I've nah, it's all good. Interviewed people like Billy Corgan from the Pumpkins, oh. Slash from Guns N' Roses. Whoa. So from yeah. there, I went to the Edge days. I did uh, the Rock a little bit. I did um, Kiwi FM was my main one actually for yeah. about. Mm, Four years, maybe. Uh, George FM Breakfast News. So I've done heaps everywhere. Yeah. So it's taught me um, versatility, I think, yeah. and how to speak to your audience. Like so you've got a different audience, obviously, for each mm. each each station. So uh, I somehow managed to do that. No, well, you're super talented. So how many years do you think that's been? Not. I know you're because <laughs> I, I need to know these things. You see. Oh no. Um, okay, probably about. I think I worked out it's been about 18 years. That's amazing. Coming up, eight, it'll be this year, 18 years and it's, since I started my internship. Perfect. Well done. I mean, it's not, an, it's not an easy industry, and especially when you've had, like, with you, so many jobs where they've been like, oh, we're restructuring or, like, you know. But like, the station's closing down. Yeah, so, like, there's been a lot of things that haven't been in your favour, you know, and you've still managed to be like, no, I'm here. I'm Somehow. Like, I had a few different forays working for, uh, tried to start a music promotions company with my then partner, um, music licensing and a few other things here and there. Oh, and then, so during that though, I also um, managed to secure my dream of being on music TV thanks to my good buddies at Juice TV, Yeah, um, which again is no longer around. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think, I think it's more the state of music today and how it's consumed. Yeah. I I don't think I'm cursing. No, you're not. (laughs) It's just things have changed in the industry. But that would have been so cool, like working on, like you say, when you're a kid watching music TV, that was like something you were like, this is my dream job. And you got there. Yeah, I did. Was that like something um, you had to really hustle for or? I'd, yes. um, 
for quite some time I used to go and hang out there and say, hey, can I have a go? Can I have a go? And I used to audition for them for all sorts of music stations. And then it was more of a case of I was busy doing something else. And then I got a call up going, hey, do you want to do this? Um, and I worked at Kiwi FM obviously for ages and the host of the New Zealand music show on Juice Aroha was going off um, doing something else. And so she put my name forward. And That's um, so cool. So from there, yeah, I did the New Zealand Music Show for about four years and hosted the Music Awards, the Juice Music Awards, and uh, a few other things. Go, gal. Cool interviews. So that so was cool. real cool. Now we're going to touch on something which I know a lot of people talk about, um, and you might have heard it. It's a bit of a trend thing, Saturn Return. It's said to be a time around when you're 29, big changes in your life sort of happen a bit. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, yeah, I'm not I'm – not, I think apparently my star sign says that I'm not supposed to be into astrology, but I am. Or What's your star versa? sign? I'm Aquarius. See, I or, thought Aquarius were like meant to be quite woo-woo, ma- maybe it's you know? That, maybe it's that I'm supposed to be into astrology, but I'm kind of sitting on the fence. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm probably a bit similar. Like You're like, I'm into it, but I also like, I don't blame all my problems being like on Mercury being in retrograde. You know what I mean? Like some people will be like, oh, like I understand that energy and everything, like don't get me wrong, affects you. Because I guess if the if the moon affects us so strongly does, that our flipping cycles are tied to it and I don't know, if girls can, you know, if you live together and then your cycles yeah, get you sync up. synced up. Us girls at work, we all sync up. Really? We're like a gang, yeah. Now, so talking about Saturn return, um, it's a time when you're around 28, 29, and it can last for a while, I'm told. I've had a couple of girls in the potty talk about this. Until early 30s, I think. Yeah, and it's like uh, they say it's like a really big period of growth, which Mm. you could say is like, I mean, those are generally pretty big growth years anyway in your life because you're about to turn 30, which is a pretty big life stage. Yeah, I totally, I went through a massive, probably one of the biggest life lessons I've learned, actually. So uh, I had a really hard breakup at 29 um and it was one of those breakups so the relationship was really like he was my best friend it was really intense and it was quite um impulsive so we got engaged after three months like it was one of those ridiculous let's do this um but you were madly in love that kind of relationship yeah and just he's my best mate you know but I think the problem with that was there was a lot of self-destructive behavior going on and so with me I think once I got into that relationship, I was very codependent because it was so full on. Um, and so I ended up kind of halving myself, if you know what I mean. And it was that thing of two halves becoming a whole and we do everything together mm. and all our friends are the same and we both are in the same industries and he was in a band and I was on the radio. And so when it broke up and it, uh, yeah, like um, what's the word? Imploded kind mm. of. It was that thing of A, we're still best friends. So that was really hard to extricate myself, but not only was I grieving the end of the relationship, I was grieving a loss of myself. I didn't know who the hell I was or how to exist because I'd always, you know, it was so codependent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was half a person mm. and I didn't know. Like, you know how friends go, oh, you know, just take some time out for you and do stuff that you like to do. And I was going, I don't, I don't know what I like to do because I don't, I don't know who I am. Yeah, and it's not a, it's a really horrible place to be in, and it's not a nice feeling, feeling like that. Yeah, and especially because there was um, like I'm definitely not talking bad about the guy because I still rate him as a top human being, but um, there were a lot of alcohol issues at the time involved, so I would be hearing stories about from friends because we had all the same friends. Oh, I saw him out doing this, and he was really drunk, and I saw him with this girl and that girl, and. 
why do people tell you stories? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so I, you I didn't, couldn't, you I didn't just, escape it. Yeah, and you don't need to know that stuff at that time of like the, you know. The when pi- you're trying to heal. It's the yeah. pivotal grieving period where you need like a blockout period. Like you don't need them anywhere, like anywhere around you. So I'm on air interviewing him about his latest song he's written about his new girlfriend, you know. Oh. And so, and because she was hell of a lot younger, that was probably tricky at that age as well. And was um, that pretty soon after? Uh, yeah, I don't think it was overlapping, but it was pr- real yeah. damn close. Oh, so um, it's just a lot, lot to deal with at once. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I went to a because um, we were supposed to go to like a couples therapy thing, which I just ended up going by myself. And the woman, she was amazing, but she was talking me through the stages of grief that you go through after a relationship, and she said it's really similar to when someone dies. So it's like you're going through. I think she said there were seven stages of grief. You've got the um. The denial, which I was in denial for ages before you get to acceptance is obviously the last one. And then you go through the sadness. So I think I was oscillating between denial and sadness for ages. Um, and she said, it's it's like the death throes of a relationship. So you are almost grieving the loss of potential of what you could have been doing mm. together. And you, da, 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 da. Um, and it took me ages to get to the angry part. And that's when you're starting to come to the end. So, Yeah. I think I got angry once I got into my next relationship, which was quite a long time afterwards, and realising, oh, this is how it's supposed to be and this is how you're supposed to be treated. And, mm. But then, um, yeah, it took me a while to get to the acceptance. But I think you need to be away from someone to do that healing. And yeah. You, yeah. You've got to sort of, yeah, like um, there's a lot of people and a lot of advice that, you know, like just you need to stop messaging them, you know, delete their number or or, yeah. or block them on social media like or like just, I don't know, you need to sort of, which is hard because you're nosy and we're like, we're almost out like. No, and you, you learn just to don't. We're masochists, like we'll go and yeah. look, you know, like we'll do that stuff, which is not good, but you almost need a real break so you can heal and, and, and you need yeah. that time. Yeah, so yeah. it was. A really interesting time uh, that I really had to learn about how to become whole again and how to value myself and um, all that can do is like, you know, often we've chatted here and there, like sending each other messages. It's like, how do I fix this? It's like, well, it's just time. Yeah. And you only know that when you come to the end of it. So, um, yeah. uh, but the hard thing was, is because we were such best buddies, like he was like my brother. So it's it was like it was like someone had died. You're not allowed to yeah. talk to your brother ever again. Yeah, because we'd kind of grown up. The yeah, the years we were together, it was like growing up together. Yeah. You know. So how did you get through it? Like you say, it is time. And how did you sort of get yourself through this big life change and start to learn to know yourself and value yourself? Like, what did you? do? I took off to Europe for yes. like three months and did Italy, France, and Spain. So just went, cool. See ya. Um, and I should have stayed. I totally should have stayed. But I know there was a bit of me that, like, I still had a job on radio to come yeah. back to and I didn't want to be out of the fray for too long. Um, but that kind of helped not drinking. And that was the weird thing. Like, everyone goes overseas and gets party town, you know, the cigarettes are cheap, I'm going to smoke and drink my way through <laughs> Europe. And But I did the opposite. So I went by myself just to have some space, I think, and barely touched a drop of alcohol. And um, I didn't want to be hungover because that feeling of feeling so shit, why would you then want to add a hangover and anxiety yeah. to – because all you want to do the next day when you're hungover is have a cuddle or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just – Someone can, stroke my head and make yeah. me feel better. And when you're already feeling that low, getting any lower is just not really something you yeah. want to deal with, is it? Yeah. So 
Um, no booze. And then I watched a lot of Mighty Boosh and So funny. And Mighty Boosh. Never mind the Buzzcocks and the IT crowd. So that's and then I realized, oh, this is what I like. That's a separate thing. I really like English British comedy. And it's okay to fall into a TV hole for a period of time when yeah. you're recovering, you know? So first year first year was just going really gentle and just treating myself very kindly. You know, like when you go through a breakup, it's not like you can just get over it. Everyone's different and how long it takes. Like how long do you think it took you to really get over that? Uh, I remember I didn't look at another dude for about two years, but that was, I probably didn't need to, you know, I just had to work on myself, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I reckon it was about two years before I went, oh, hang on. And because he moved away, it was that thing of, oh, hang on, I, uh, I'm I'm just feeling better all of a sudden. That's kind of good when they move away. Um, <laughs> I, I actually read a couple of really good books that I fully recommend. And one of them was A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. That was a flipping Bible. And if you are feeling us, it takes all the ego out of it. Because it's that thing of, um, I don't know if you and I, Belle, have talked about it before, but about how if you're experiencing a problem, whatever it is, like breakup or maybe someone close to you is dying or what have you, you look at the problem and you go, are you stuck in the past? Are you worried about something that happened in the past? Or are you worried about something that happened in the future? Because right now you're in the present and if there's no problem, you know there's usually mm. right at this very moment in present, there's not a problem. Yeah. If there is, then you take steps to manage it, but just focus yourself in the present. And that, man, that changed my life. Mm. I have got that, that book and I've read it once. I think I need to read it again. Do, totally yeah. do. And then like highlight bits like mm. I did. I took that around Europe with me. And then – um. I, because I was working at the time in breakfast radio, I had all of the rest of the day free. So I thought, okay, who do I want to be at the end of the year? I've got all this time to do stuff during the day that I should utilize. So then I started studying Reiki. So that, um, that's epic. That I flourished after doing that. I totally, it just calmed my mind down and it was amazing. That mm. is, that's some cool shit. So you've got Reiki 1A, have you? Yeah, got- I've only done my Reiki once. So for anyone who's listening and you're like, what is Reiki? It's uh, it's an energy healing. It's like a, it's an ancient Japanese practice. Yeah, like it? a hands-on, um, but your hands aren't actually touching. Yeah. So that's the weird thing for people to get around. So if it was like kinesiology or reflexology, whatever, you, you know, you're manipulating certain parts. So this is kind of... Um, uh, and it's scientifically proven too. I've actually got some. I've got some facts that I brought you. with me if we yeah. talk about it. Um, That's why I so because I, I was getting it for myself. Like I've I've had it for years, and it was one thing that actually really helped me. Like if I was really low or like things weren't good, and my anxiety was really bad, I'd have Reiki, and I actually would feel so much better afterwards. It's really good for calming. So I responded really well to it, so I just kept doing it. There are measurable effects with Reiki if you do um, brainwave patterns and all that kind of thing. So and it's essentially passing energy I think from one mm. person to the other but get this they say the biomag- biomagnetic field of the practitioner's hands in the state when you're receiving Reiki is 1,000 times amplified above normal levels uh, and they say that the pulses are in the same frequencies as brain waves which is mostly in this sounds really weird but it's like between the 7 to 8 hertz alpha band which medical research has shown that this is the frequency which stimulates healing in the body so, so yeah you can research it like that yeah. sounds all very wordy and blah 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 but, but i'm it, but i'm on the fence between i'm between science and the woo woo i like a nice balance yeah. like i'll believe in anything but 
if things work, then why? Like that's how I I'm, I try things, and if it works for me, or if it, if I, yeah. and I say this to people, it's like if it works for you, do it. Like and if do it doesn't, all, see you later. Yeah, like do all the things that like help you if you're feeling crap or you need something somehow. Mm. So that was something that you were able to really find yourself in, and you were sort of finding like yeah. You know, and I used to, I was practicing on friends, and they were raving about stuff, and then they even said to me like I'd have friends turn up for a session, and they'd say what have you done? You're just looking really good. And yeah, um, it was like I came alive again. So I just wonder whether it was, I don't know, just something cool to focus on, whether it was the Reiki, who who knows Yeah, why it worked, but it's making you feel rad. So that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see, you can see pictures of when I was first in the crux of it, my eyes looked like, I look back now at photos, my eyes look totally different. Like just, you can see there's a broken little person. Aww. But, you know, other people wouldn't, but I can spot it. Um, and then after sort of towards the end, it's like this light just came back. So I, I don't know whether it was the Reiki or just you were in a time. Sh- sounds like you were in a bit of a bad patch for like quite a long time. Yeah, and I think a lot of that was just, yeah, discovery of self. You know what I mean? Mm. Like just kind of um, they say those are the periods where you, you get broken open, uh, broken open for whatever reason. You know, whether it is a like a, a family illness or whether it's something, you know, that just happened to be what my thing was. Mm. Um, and and that's how you learn. You just go through those massive periods of learning and growth. And yeah. it's totally what happened to me. It was amazing. It was the best thing that happened to me, yeah. I reckon. What has been some good things that have come out of that shitty time? Uh, I just feel, oh, just, I turned into way more of a whole person, you know what I mean? So um, I've got boundaries. I've got, I, I don't know. I'm... Probably a lot stronger. Won't take, you know, when you go through shit, you don't need to take shit then from mm. anyone else ever again. You know your value. Yeah. And I learned um, a few things I learned about myself would probably be A, how to communicate and, and how to empathize and to, um, yeah, a lot of communication tools, I think. Um, I learned who my really good friends are. Um, definitely learned my boundaries and uh, self value of just yeah. not taking, not, not being stroppy about it, but just backing myself, you know? Yeah. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like I started remembering uh, myself again. You know what I mean? I'd gone through a bit of a blip off the radar and then it's like once your mindset changes, you, all these awesome things start happening. So the Reiki was good and I was filled with gratitude. Then I got this great job and then um, I was in a really cool social situation with my mates and life was really good. I loved where I lived. I had a great cat. And then I met my new partner and then he became my husband and I've got a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, whoa. All the good things happen. And I'm so, I, yeah. I loved, I remember when you first, I first met you and you told me that story. I was like, oh my God, like there's hope, you know, cause I had sort of. Cause you, I remember you came up to me and you're like, hey, you met your husband a bit later, eh? And how, did, <laughs> how did that happen? And and now you're like married with a kid. It's like, well, it's just, I just got into the right space. you got to be in the right space. I think I was 29 and freaking out a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Totally. I was just like, what the hell? Like, like no, You go through good. some shit and then all of a sudden you learn about yourself and <laughs> shit gets better. Um, yeah. Oh, so that's how we became friends. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What a great way to bond. But no, it's true. I totally get like, oh, uh, Yeah. I have become Auntie Ange with the person. No, that you're still so young. You're so young and hip and cool. Oh, oh thanks, man. Hip. I don't know if that makes me sound older or not. <laughs> Is that an old? Like, maybe it's not a new word. I don't know. All right. 
Another thing you've taught me about is man spinning. Now, what do you, what do you oh, define when, as man spinning? Because I think once everyone know, hears what we're talking about, you'll be like, oh god, yeah, I know what that is too. What, when a guy to guy goes through a man spin when, like, maybe you've been together for a while and then all of a sudden. There's no reason. You don't know why. He just flips out and starts becoming a bit weird and retreating. And then, oh, I think maybe this isn't right. And then, <laughs> even though they're the one that started it in the first place, oh, totally, they, go and through, they, were, they totally oh. go through a man spin. I've seen this happen so many times, and and sometimes it's yes, maybe sometimes it's just he was into it, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. But it's like, oh yeah, what's it like? Um, it's like all of a sudden they. They've been chasing you and then they freak out because then you actually start liking them back. <laughs> so it's like the chase comes to an end. Yeah. Um, because, oh, hang on, I've got her now. Oh, oh, now what do I do? Oh, hang on. Then they have to start thinking, do I want this long term? Oh, I don't really know. And they flip and freak out. Oh, and then so annoying. They go AWOL for a while. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> like we laugh. Worst thing you like can it. do, worst thing I think, no, oh no, we laugh. Worst <laughs> thing you can do is be, oh, but we were so good together and to come back. Oh, you know. Don't just, just let, let them go. So, okay, let see it ya. be. See ya. And uh, trust me, if yeah, I reckon you do the old see ya. No thanks. Uh, you know, been there, done that. Don't need that shit. Uh, they'll come back. <laughs> I love how you say that so matter of factly. It's true though. You just need to like. I mean, there's so many conversations girls will have with their girlfriends. Like, oh, what, what, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. Oh no, they're, they're doing the man spin, man. And it's, yeah. I reckon it's between three to five months. So it's when. Things have been going really well and then you think you're safe and then uh, boom. You're like, I can like, you know, I'm safe with this person. I can like, you know, let my walls down. I can like trust them. It's totally when girls then start going, oh, and telling stories about, oh, this is my life and this is what I want for the future and (laughs) da-da-da. And then they actually go, oh, shit, this is real. Hang on. I need to reassess. Do I I want this? this? Yes. Yeah. Um, So that's why, that's that's when you can get the ghosting and you're like, but it was so good for three months. Have you noticed it's always... People were like, oh, yeah, dated him for three months. Yeah, yeah. I dated him for three months. It can happen faster sometimes, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it can yeah. happen faster. Yeah, because I think the the trouble is, and, and the you know, when it comes to matters of the heart and, you know, like relationship stuff, people can then take it on board themselves and think they did something wrong, especially if it happens with a few different guys or whatever, and that, that can be a hard space to be in, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so what would um, your advice be to, like, sort of man, man, like navigate your way through a man spin? I think – have a lot of integrity and don't um, reduce yourself by having a bit of a cry and sort of thinking you can get to them emotionally and don't write a poem about maybe why you think you guys would be great together or mm. let me sing you the song I wrote about us though. Um, I would say just be like, okay, cool. I'm. Um, that's a shame that you feel that way because I think we could be really awesome, but you um, got to do what you got to do and I, I don't need you. I think, it's when you realise though that you want someone and you don't need them, then you're fine. Mm. And then that's, yeah. I actually remember that was with my now husband saying that to him at one point, I think. It was like, yeah, uh, you know, totally keen. I want you definitely, but guess what? I, I don't need you because I love my life. And then he was super intrigued and interested. So, yeah. But you only learn that through time. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. yeah. So, um. And I, I think one thing I've learned as well is like, don't send guys long messages. Like, don't send them oh, a long shit, novel. It's no. a waste of time. They just they would think it, and they'll be like, oh, like oh, I know. Because the, seriously, they hate it. Punish. It's like, a oh, punish. punisher. Totally. And then they'll be like, oh, she's just a punisher. Like, oh, nah. So just don't yeah, even too, bother. Well, no, it's too hard basket. Like, yeah. so okay, if somebody is trying to break up with you, do not let 
then then is the wrong time to let them know all of your feelings because that will make them run even faster. <laughs> so it's like just okay, cool. You've got a life. Just just go and live your life and be cool, and they will probably come a, <laughs> come a running. But the the other thing is, you don't do you want to let someone back in who can be so flippant as well? Exactly. I think it's important to be consistent with someone. Just like, let them know your boundaries, and you'll be yeah, yeah. And the, and if it's meant to work out, it, oh, totally. Like life, that's just how life works, right? They say anyway. Like you know, I know. And when you're in the th- like, I can say this now, <laughs> looking back at past relationships, God, um, when you're in the thick of it, it's really hard. Mm. But if you're like, I guess what I learned after you know my Saturn return, <laughs> <laughs> that horrible old time, <laughs> that shit time, is if, if you are whole in yourself and you love your life, then them leaving is not going to take anything away from your life. Yeah. So um, what is meant it's for you? It's a pain you, in the ass and it sucks, yeah. but yeah. And what I think like what is meant for you is meant for you, you know, like and things that aren't meant to be, it's usually you look back in the in the future and you're like, oh, it's all, I'm actually glad that didn't work out. And it's like I think we've just got to have that hope that what is meant for us like will come and like everything's going to oh, be totally. okay. You've just got to have that belief. That person might have been in your life for a particular lesson that you've learned and now they've gone. Yeah. I actually read a really interesting thing by um, – even though I never really rated her as a writer. You know the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love? Yes. I really didn't like that book. It was mm. a bit too waffly for me. The movie was a bit better. I don't think I saw it. Really? I um, loved the movie. I mean, the book, I read the book and watched the movie. No, because yeah. I had a boss give me that book when I did the big breakup or went to Europe. She said, I think you need to read this, this on is, your holiday. You know, or like when you go on a, a trip, like I, I went on one totally. after, I went on one after a breakup and uh, my people would be like, oh, this is your Eat, Pray, Love, is it? You know, like oh, it's no. kind of like a thing these days. <laughs> So people think that like a soulmate is your perfect fit, basically, and that's what everyone's after. But she says your true soulmate is a mirror who shows you everything that's holding you back, who brings you brings you to your own attention, and they're probably the most important person you'll ever meet because they tear down your walls, smack you awake, but to live with them forever, way too painful. They're just people that come into your life to mm. show you how to be a better version of yourself. I have flourished you know, doing my own thing. So it's, that was a great painful lesson that I had to learn Yeah, at that time. Life, hey? It's Life. Not, it's not always lovely. <laughs> um, so luckily, luckily I met my now husband who um, was actually the opposite to everything that I had thought, you know, when you look for in a yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is my type. Like, totally. You know. And like my girlfriend had said, I think you're going to quite like this guy. He's going to be the driver at uh, my wedding because I was a bridesmaid. He drives the cars. I'm going, okay. Right, showed me his Facebook profile and I looked and I went, so not my type. What are you talking about? And she said, but no, that is your type. I'm going, what? But that takes a really close friend yeah, to, to look know. and go, no, 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 that is your type. You just don't know it yet. So, Tori, sup? <laughs> and, then, and then so I was in the back seat because he was the driver and then my mum put her head in the window because she was there for some reason and she said to him oh gosh you're really handsome and I went oh no mum <laughs> mum's love to do that and she said my daughter in the back she's single I'm going <laughs> shut up like I'm I don't need a dude and I had so many people at that wedding going so where's your boyfriend I'm going I don't need a boyfriend I'm having a great time thank you and then in the end he um <laughs> took me off for a shot at the bar I left my best mate's wedding Went to a different bar across the road and stayed there for ages over a couple of shots of Agavero and talked and talked and talked and we haven't left each other's side since. Oh, that's so cool. So it was just shows, but life happens when you're looking the other way. Yeah, totally. Just get on with it. Do like have a rad life and then everything oh, works yeah. out, you know. 
So yeah. um, and now now I because of Tori, thank you very much, Tori. I'm now a working mother. <laughs> yes, and so that leads us through to like, yeah, how do you manage being a working mom? Like, it's pretty must be pretty full on. Um, yeah, like I found it really hard at the beginning because I was supposed to take six months off, and then I was like, how can I leave my? Bu- I can't. I can't yeah. go back to work. And but in this industry, it's tricky because you want to rush back to. Like, I know a lot of people who have had kids and have rushed straight back to work. Mm. Um, but uh, well, because it's hard because it's not like someone can just. Like, I mean, people can fill in and stuff, but it's not like a role where, you know, someone can come do your job. Like, we, it, that's our show, you know. Like, it's kind of yeah. hard when you're away. Like, obviously someone can fill in, but. Luckily, um, my good mate, Georgia Cubbin, uh, stepped in and so her little boy had just gone into daycare then. So she was around. Yeah, good time To take over the posse. Um, and it ended up being a year. So uh, she was the best little sleeper for the first year. Then I go back to work and she's decided to not sleep as well. Aww. So um, I juggle a little bit with the sleeping. But um, How do you manage that? Like, you know, especially being lively and up on the radio when you, that's when tricky. you haven't slept much, you know. like and, and also, yeah, that's one thing I like take my hats off to you working mums and working dads because it's like you haven't, you might not have slept much and then you've just got to get on. And life's hard when you're tired. Yeah. And, and I, because I had glandular fever when I was younger, glandular fever and scarlet fever at the same time. And apparently I've had people tell me that that's really knocked me around since. So Mm. I can fall really easily with my tiredness. Um, So I need to get a decent amount of sleep. So I had her at the start on a routine whereby, um, like it wasn't crazy strict, but it was just a a routine. So she would sleep at night. So generally she's a really good sleeper, but I think from one, one onwards, the teething thing kicks you in the ass. Um, so it's just, I just got to have to nap when she does. Like on the weekends, if she has her day nap, I'll just use that as my catch-up time. Good so idea. I'm like, sorry, Rich, I'm, you You might have to do the housework because I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. bed and have I'm a sleep. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coffee. I think um, making sure I stay a little bit active and uh, eat well helps yeah. with the tiredness. There are things you can do to combat it. Like you know, your self-care really, yeah. Basically, so yeah. when we talk about self-care practices, like I know you do at the end of your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. But it is. It's that thing of trying to be up and positive and not feeling like you're letting people down, like with work of, oh, hang on, my kids just vomited all over me this morning. I, oh, I can't come to work because I have to look after her. That's the tricky thing. Yeah. Um, But that's what being a mum is. I think people understand. Yeah. Most of my listeners, I think – Probably have kids or have kids around in, in their lives somewhere, so that's that, cool, that hopefully yeah. understand if I'm not there that day. Yeah, it's all good. I, I actually really, I, I like think it's epic that you do take those days when you need them because a lot of people just don't, you know, like yeah, that's hard though to know when to, when is it you put work first, when is it that you put your little girl first? Maybe if she's a bit older, it'd be easier, but she's only one and a half now, she's so, so cute. She still needs her mama. Oh, she's she's so at the age cute. she's going mama, and she can oh. say she can say. Tree and for some reason she started saying Barry. Barry. Oh yeah, who's Barry? You're like who's Barry? I know. I wonder. (laughs) Who is Barry? Um, (laughs) Bubble and ball and she moves like a cow and quacks like a duck. Yeah, so cool. And she can do head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Listen to me skyshing about my. Nah, she's so clever though. She's so cute. So um, yeah, but uh, because I had her a little bit later in life, I guess um. That was really cool though as well because I got all my, yeah, party time, living the radio star life yeah, or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. 
out of the way and I'm totally happy to do sweet FA on the weekends. That's so oh, you cool. know what I mean? And I don't feel like I'm missing out too much. And when I do go out and do a double night like I did with the Radio Awards <laughs> the other week, yeah. partied and then went out again the next night, I just get so sick. I can't. Yeah. My immunity is way down. Yeah. So, it's, so yeah, you're not missing out on much, don't worry. No, you, You've done it all as well. You know what? It's the same Especially if you get a whole bunch of radio people in the same room, the same shit talk that just goes around and, and has it's gone the same around people as well for the last eighteen years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. yeah. Did yeah. you find like obviously you're managing super well, like with the mama working life? Thank you. But like, did you find it like? I mean, obviously, you know, of course, you want to have a baby. Was it quite like because you're quite an independent person? Did you find it sort yes. of hard at first? And like, was yeah. that transition at all tricky I thought, for you? I thought it was going to be really hard because I. I am quite uh, someone who needs to have alone time a lot, you know, like that's how I recharge. Um, and, yeah, I've lived by myself a lot besides, you know, in between um, partners, I'm really good at living by myself and just being by myself. So I thought, shit, how am I going to, A, I can't really look after myself. I don't know, <laughs> look after myself properly. Can I keep a child alive? That was the best. It was just a no-brainer. I reckon – yeah, like it didn't feel like any transition to me at all. Mm. Like, um, it just, it just it was natural. As soon as she was, yeah, as soon as she was born, it was like I don't know whether it's hormones kick in or whatever, but that bond, ah, oh, I get goosebumps thinking about it. And so I don't care that I, you know, can't go to the bathroom by myself anymore, or because she's now that she's learned to walk, she just follows me everywhere when she's up. So I can't, you know, mm. I can't get away. But easy. Yeah. Totally easy. And I reckon I'm doing a really good job you are keeping doing, her alive. You're doing so well. She's so beautiful. And, yeah, you guys Thank are you. doing an epic job. So, yeah, it's so cool. I'm looking forward to seeing her as she grows up even more. I'll bring her in so you Hopefully can give her a cuddle. Hopefully get to see her soon because I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Now, we do like to talk about self-care practices on the Self Love Club. Yes. So what are some of your, like, go-to self-care practices, things that you do to look after yourself and keep yourself healthy and happy? Probably started with the Reiki, you know, quite some time ago. But since then, I've started to learn. I know what my triggers are for for self care. So my big thing is that if I overcommit myself, um, that I, I I can't do that. You know, like I've got uh, with my energy. You were talking about it was Donnyell, yeah, Donnyell. So can you recap that? So basically, for me? so Donnyell has had thyroid cancer. She was on a previous episode on the Self Love Club, but you can go back and listen to. It. And so she gets given her medication, which basically if you don't have a thyroid, that's like your energy in tablets. So she basically likened it to how much energy she has. And like, say it's like it's a teaspoon, you only have like eight teaspoons. And so you've got to make sure you divvy them out throughout the day or else you're going to literally run out of energy. Totally. So you've got yeah. a certain amount of teaspoons for work, a certain amount for, say, in my case, um, like a little baby Raising and giving the energy to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you've just got to divvy the rest up accordingly. So I need... Like exercise for me is a no-brainer because for my headspace, like I've had a few um, ups and downs in the past with, say, cases of anxiety or depression, which I haven't had in years and years because I know how to take care of myself. You know, you kind of mm. learn that. So, um, yeah, exercise is, for my mind, have to do it. Um, but I'm, uh, I think we were talking about this, that you are as well an extroverted introvert so we can mm. go out and we can conversate and we can be really vibrant to however many hundred thousand people we're talking to on the radio mm. but then in order to recharge and I don't know 
You need a lot of time just to downtime like, to unplug. It's like when you give off a lot of energy, you need to yes. then give it back to yourself. So like, yeah, we just so, need that time to give it because otherwise, if and I think at times of my life, I've like definitely been full noise with work and then full noise in life, and I, it just burns you out. Same, I and totally. I don't, don't want to live like that. Like, no, and I so I think it. I have to sometimes turn a lot of things down because I know. Um, that I don't have the capacity to give to go out and be that person. I need for me to recharge and unplug. I have to just be by myself and not talk or just feed up on the couch or whether it's just going for walks by myself or, or what have you. So, and it's been quite hard, I think, for partners to understand because I see, seem to end up with very extroverted people. Like my husband loves being around people, which is ace. Like I love that about him. You know, he's really gregarious and and I can do that, but only to a point. And mm. then I have to turn stuff down. Um, and I've been at the point where sometimes I'll go along to something because I think, no, I really, I know I've done all this, but I need to make the effort and go to this thing as well. And then I've been a horrible person because I haven't been right in myself. You know, I get mm. a bit anxious. Do you remember um, on your podcast with Megan um, yeah. from The Breakfast Show? Yeah. And she said, and I love this actually, that her husband had to call up a person, they were off till 21st, and then she just couldn't do it. She said she'd felt anxious, didn't have the capacity to give. And he actually said to it, no, you're not going anywhere. I'll call and explain. Cause I love sometimes Because so many people will just be like, we're just taught you just do things. You just go and do it anyway. You know, like yeah. as a child. At, like, the, at the detriment of yourself. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's so important yeah. to, to not be pushed into that because – some people can handle it amazingly, mm. and there are just others like myself. Unfortunately, I can't either. Yeah. I've learned that I, I that I can't. I just don't have that capacity. And so. I end up having a shit time anyway. And I just wish I was at home. And you don't want to be. <laughs> what if you turn up to a party and then because you're feeling so not right and out of sorts, you're just you've got a sour look on your face, and you're not particularly nice to be around. And that person who's having the party is probably thinking, "Oh shit, what have I done?" And oh, she's not having a good time. And I always switch it on. Better. I'll always switch it on and go into performance mode. Oh, really? Yeah. I try. To, I try very hard. Sometimes, mm. it, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen. It's hard sometimes. Yeah, but that's because you're a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just get used to it. I guess. Yeah. 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 So I think, um, yeah, alone time is so healthy for me. Yeah. Um, baths. Oh, how good to bath every night. It's a massive water girl. Every and night, how good. That's a bit naughty. I, I do feel bad. Nah. Because water is a precious commodity. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a tough one. So, Can you not sit down in the shower sometimes? I love to sit down in the shower. Maybe, like- the, maybe I'll try that. I think it's because it's more in winter because in summertime I live near the beach, which is, oh, my God, the best thing. Mm. So I'll go for a swim yeah. every day if I can. Um, so I think in wintertime I – I like with to be immersed in water too. It's such a nice feel, and it's so warm. What star sign are you? I'm a Capricorn, but I'm on the cusp of being an Aquarius. Oh, yeah, there we We're go. quite similar. Yeah, water bearers, man. Yeah, so See, in summer I- I'm the same as you at the at the beach. In winter I just need to, like I need to be in water. Turns out I am into astrology. Shit. Listen to that. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're, yeah, you're like I'm not into it. You're like, no. What star sign are you? <laughs> so, and then I'd say the other thing is. Um, uh, and they're making such a massive connection with this, uh, the type of food you eat, the diet yeah. for your self-care, because, you know, you'll notice that there are so many issues these days with fertility as well and hormones. Um, and the science now is linking so much of that to the shit that is in our foods. So I've been doing a bit of research. It's in flipping everything. Like that Roundup stuff that causes cancer is you are finding, we're finding that everywhere. Oh, like, no. um, Babies are ingesting it from breast milk because it's just all over our food. Um, so I try not to be too wanky about it. Like I don't buy organic all the time. I know I should, 
Oh, it's, it's always hard. Like, no, it's, it's expensive and it's not always available to you. Oh, you know no, what totally. I mean? Isn't that not, the thing? It's fucking expensive. And not everyone has access. Like, no. You know, like, not everyone lives by an organic shop. And, no. you, you know, you've got to feed your family. And it's, it's so hard. It's, um, it's so where, where I can, I will go whole foods as much as I can and cut out sugar. And heck, that made a difference to my energy and mindset. And boom, like... Yeah, so that's even just trying to buy your veggies from like a like there's heaps of markets on the weekends around yeah. the country, you know, like buy local. them from a green grocer or something, you know. Mm. But I found um dropping a lot of sugar, it was hard to do at first, but then you don't miss it. And that was massive for mm. my brain and mind and body and soul. Yeah. God, listen to me. I sound like some crazy new age person. Nah, girl, you're just self-caring yourself. I don't do crystals. Yourself. I don't do crystals. You don't do crystals. Not, I've got do you find couple. them pretty though? Yes, I do. So that's find a, them I think they're really pretty. Yeah. I've got, I've a got lot, like though. I've got an onyx hair and this is turquoise. But you, um, <laughs> you're like, I don't do crystals. Oh, that. no. How <laughs> <laughs> am I? No, no, no. I know. You like, but you don't like, you don't use them for like, you know, on yourself. And- no, I've never really, like I know, I've been told so many times. My Reiki teacher was all about it, but uh, nah. It's, it's not just something that's all good. Pass by me. I might come to it. Yeah, maybe when you're. Like I've like, got friends who are mad into aromatherapy and how smells really affect this, that and the other. Um, But I haven't. I've tried to get on that bandwagon, but nah. Mm. What about you? Do you meditate? Are you a meditator? Yeah, I do, and I I've had to I I try to do it at least once a day, sometimes two. Wow! But it's okay. It's it's not like I don't sit there in silence for a long time. Like I I'm I don't know. Like I think a lot of us need like uh, someone to tell us what to do. So like, like a guided I, meditation. I, I like guided ones. Cool. Okay. But now I'm getting better at doing it without guided. Oh. But I've been doing guided meditations for years, and I try to do it every day and. Um, yeah, lately I've been doing them like every day and you can just listen to a quick one, like 10 minutes when you're waking up or going to bed's a really good time to listen to them because you're in bed anyway. Do you fall asleep though? I you can, no, it's actually, it's actually a good thing to fall oh, asleep while you listen to it. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's so at nighttime's a really good time to listen to them. And apparently, um, even if it's still on while you're asleep, your subconscious still listens to it fully. So I, so okay. I do it every night before I go to bed and I've been trying lately to do it again because I was in the habit and I, you know, you kind of sometimes fall out a little bit. I've been trying to do them every morning and just a 10 minute quick one in okay. the mornings. Yeah. Cause I got to, um, it's, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but another self care thing that I do, it's really hard cause a lot of these are expensive, mm, They are. but, um, every once or twice a year I'll go and see my friend Caroline Cranshaw, who is like a hypnotherapist. So she, and it's for just all sorts of things. Like I don't think going to therapy for whatever reason is, you know how there used to be a real stigma around it. Yeah. And now it's like my therapist, like everyone, if you're in LA, God, every second person has a therapist. Yeah. Right? And I think hopefully that will continue to like drop away a bit in New Zealand because I mean, I think still people think that if you're going to a therapist, there's something really wrong with you, but like it doesn't have to be anything really wrong to like talk and then sometimes just getting stuff in your head that's a bit of a muddle yeah. into a concise and just pattern working out where you want to go and like checking in with life because it's not those conversations that you have all the time you know like no. about what you want to be doing and like where you are and what's happening you know so Caroline's been amazing like she's um like it's not that I get hypnotized as such and do anything weird but I guess it's more like those guided yeah. meditations that you're talking that's about cool. and she'll record it. And yeah, I'll fall asleep listening to those sometimes. Yeah, um, and it, uh, that's supposed to work like three or f- it's three or four times more effective than normal therapy. Yeah. So, so the, the thing is, I mean, I think it's effort to have like those extras things, like you know, going to see your therapist and stuff, and th- they do cost money. But 
You generally only have to do it hopefully a couple of times a year. And then there's things like your meditations and things. Cause I do get people who say to me, like, I can't, I can't afford to do self care. I'm like, well, you actually can. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube guided meditations, there's, right? There's free yoga, which I use all the time on, um, right. On YouTube, Yoga with Adrian, she's so funny as well. Like, so she's cool. You can go for a walk. It's free to go for a walk. Like, there's yes. so many things. Or even like, um, like what I was trying to do before. I used to be, go, join a gym, but I now, when I have ten minutes, I'll do ten burpees here and squats over there, and yeah. I'm making LED's dinner, and then while I'm waiting for something to cook, I don't know, I do <laughs> some star jumps, or you know, if I haven't been able to have time to go for a walk or. I'm not at a gym anymore. So you can yeah, there's like, find ways to move too. I understand that it's hard. Like it is. And it's like it's crap that it a lot is. of these things aren't funded and like it is hard to get these, you know, like to. It's finding though the tools and having this kind of platform, bell that you're doing for people to find out how to do stuff and how other people do stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's just education, education, learning, learning. Yeah, definitely. What are some things or what is something you would tell your younger self? Oh, you God. look back at little Angie. Little Angie, like teenage Angie, teenage I would Angie, tell yeah. her to speak up for herself and that to, to back herself because 95% of the time you are right. So when your teacher or anyone else tells you that you can't be a radio star or a TV host or, or whatever, guess what? You'll prove them wrong too. Yeah. Do you know what? My biggest one that I did, because I was a real nerd when I was in school, I was madly into you 2 And I know that's the geekiest, <laughs> nerdiest band to be into. Do you remember that time when they like forced their music on our iPhones and everyone was like, rah, on Get Apple off. Music? And okay, I was like, this why is, have I This got was way YouTube? before then when they were not quite as bad. But I always told everyone at school that um, I was going to leave school and go and meet Bono and he was going to kiss me. And everyone said to me, whatever, it's, you know, dream on, dream on. I went, okay, I'm going to bloody well show you. And I did. I totally did. You kissed him. Yeah, well, no, I didn't pass him. Oh, like no. a little peck, yeah. No, yeah. I somehow ended up staying at the same hotel as him when I was in Sydney. And out of all these people that were queuing outside the hotel room waiting for him, I just happened to, I don't know. I ended up linking arms with him and we were just hanging up by the lifts That's and so we had cool. a chat and I yeah, so that, yeah. Like, I'll show you. I'll, I'll do, bloody well show I'll you. I'll do all the things you said I couldn't do. Watch and me. I wish it was someone like a little bit now looking back. I wish it was someone cooler like, God, I don't know, George Clooney. Or, <laughs> I, don't no, know. I guess it's still pretty cool. What yeah. about to anyone who's listening right now that's like maybe in a, a space where they're like, you know, oh, like they've gone through something or they're wanting to make cool things happen. What would you tell them? Um, Kind of have a – have. You need to have a plan if you're wanting the cool things to happen, but you need to be a bit fluid. You know what I mean? So just trust where the process is going to take you. Um, but write down how you can get there, like put steps in place to yeah. get there. Um, and just believe in yourself. Um, and if you're going through a sh- like a shit time, it's that thing of the waves will hit you, but eventually just breathe through it and you'll find your way to shore. Yeah. You will. Like th- everything is going to be okay. Oh, thank you so much, Angie. Thank you so much for your time and everything you're Thanks, doing. Man. You're such a cool person. Well, it was acing. And thank you, Belle, for doing a really awesome job and a great service to everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps so much in spreading the self love message to others who may really need it. You can follow me at Belle Crawford on Instagram plus Self Love Club podcast. Check out my website as well, bellcrawford.com, for Self Love Club resources and blog posts. 
And we're on Facebook, the Self Love Club community. Go join it now. A big thanks to our audio engineer, Nick Baldwin. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of the year. We're already halfway through. Uh, With weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.